Victim stated that she stopped at the intersection of Camden and Elevado and soon after was struck from behind by a car that pulled up. When she opened her door to get out and check for damage, she was met by a black male, 30 to 35, Y-O-A, I don't know what that means. Years of age, I said. Keep reading, please. He grabbed her by the hair and pulled her the rest of the way out of the car and to the ground in the middle of the street. He pointed a black, short-barrel revolver at her face and told her he would shoot her if she moved or made any sound. The suspect then jumped into her car and drove off in a northerly direction, followed by the car that had rear-ended her vehicle. Victim could offer no... I waited, but she didn't finish. Your Honor... Can you instruct the witness to read the entire statement as written on the day of the incident? Mrs. Welton, Judge Seebaker intoned, please continue to read the statement in its entirety. Welton relented and read the last sentence of the summary. Victim could offer no further description of the suspect at this time. Thank you, Mrs. Welton, I said. Now, while there wasn't much in the way of a description of the suspect... You were, from the start, able to describe in detail the gun he used, isn't that right? I don't know about how much detail. He pointed it at my face, so I got a good look at it and was able to describe what I saw. The officer helped me by describing the difference between a revolver and the other kind of gun. I think an automatic, it's called. And you were able to describe the kind of gun it was, the color, and even the length of the barrel. Aren't all guns black? How about if I ask the questions right now, Mrs. Welton? Well, the officer asked a lot of questions about the gun. But you weren't able to describe the man who pointed the gun at you. And yet two hours later, you pick his face out of a bunch of mugshots. Do I have that right, Mrs. Welton? You have to understand something. I saw the man who robbed me and pointed the gun. Being able to describe him and recognize him are two different things. When I saw that picture, I knew it was him, just as sure as I know it's him sitting at that table. I turned to the judge. Your Honor, I would like to strike that as non-responsive. Medina stood up. Judge, counsel is making broad statements in his so-called questions. He made a statement and the witness merely responded. The motion to strike has no foundation. Motion to strike is denied, the judge said quickly. Ask your next question, Mr. Holler, and I do mean a question. I did, and I tried. For the next twenty minutes I hammered away at Claire Welton and her identification of my client. I questioned how many black people she knew in her life as a Beverly Hills housewife and opened the door on interracial identification issues, all to no avail. At no point was I able to shake her resolve or belief that Leonard Watts was the man who robbed her. I told the judge I had no further questions and returned to the defense table. As I slid into my seat next to Watts, his eyes searched my face for any indication of hope. Well, I whispered to him, that's it, we are done. He leaned back from me as if repelled by my breath or words or both. We? he said. He said it loud enough to interrupt Medina, who turned and looked at the defense table. I put my hands out, palms down in a calming gesture, and mouthed the words, cool it to him.
Cool it, he said aloud. I'm not going to cool it. You told me you had this, that she was no problem. Mr. Holler, the judge barked. Control your client, please, or I'll have... Watts didn't wait for whatever it was the judge was about to threaten to do. He launched his body into me, hitting me like a cornerback breaking up a pass play. My chair tipped over with me in it, and we spilled onto the floor at Medina's feet. I managed to raise my left hand and caught his fist as it came down at me. It merely softened the blow. His fist took my own hand into my jaw. I was peripherally aware of screams and motion around me. Watts pulled his fist back as he prepared for punch number two, but the courtroom deputies were on him before he could throw it. Deputies, remove him from the courtroom, Siebecker commanded. Watts was dragged through the steel door at the side.